Broadcasting from the wine country in California, this is the Kick-Ass Relationship Show, where intimate secrets and modern advice for couples is shared to elevate your relationship to live sexier, happier, and have way more fun. We believe success in life is better when mixed with excitement and love. And now, here's your kick-ass relationship coach and best-selling author, Midori Verity. Welcome back, everyone. I am so happy to have you all here. This is the holiday season, so we're going to be talking about holiday stuff. But today, my question to you is, are you in a relationship where the happiness just seems to be missing? Maybe you haven't been laughing and having a lot of fun together, and you're just kind of feeling like, eh, just kind of going through the moves. To me, that is so sad, and I am all about bringing more joy and happiness, not only to your relationship, but if you have it in your relationship, it will shine throughout the rest of your world. So today's guest, I am super excited about him because he is all about that. In fact, he just released a best-selling book called Decoding the Happiness, a Hope and Happiness into your life. I, I got that wrong, but we'll, we'll clarify that in a second. But anyway, that's what he's all about. And so he's going to be sharing tips with us going into the holiday on how to do that and weave that into our relationships. So anyway, we will get to that in just a minute. But before that, we are going to kick off the show as always with my three minutes to thrive. And we are going to be talking about how to have a holiday that is stressless and dramaless. Does that sound good? I have so many clients that come to me, write me letters, send me uh, messages on Facebook, or give me calls saying, oh my gosh, I don't know what to do. I hate the holidays because of my in-laws, because I'm so stressed out, because I have so many things to do, and I'm losing my mind. Does that sound familiar at all? So I want you guys to write down these three tips, because it really doesn't have to be like that. And the tips that I'm going to give you today, you can apply in so many other areas of your life. But the first one is, number one, is to envision the way that you want it to be. So if you know that you're going over to your relative, your your in-law's house for Christmas, or they're coming to your house for Hanukkah, whatever it is, I want you to envision how you would prefer it to be how the conversations are going, how smooth it's going to be, how much fun and joy and happiness, that's kind of the theme of our show today, how much fun there is going to be during that event. So I want you to envision it. Another thing that causes a lot of people stress over the holidays are cookies and treats. And I am guilty because I love all that stuff. So if you are in a workplace, if you're going to parties, um, anywhere where there's a lot of things that kind of tantalize you that you really want to stay away from, do the same thing. Envision it. How are you going to deal with it? Get that picture in your mind. How's it smell? Who are you talking to? What's it look like? Think of all those things. Make it as real as possible. Number two is your action plan. So if it's the in-laws event, if it is that cookie party, envision how it's going to go, but also what's your action plan? How are you going to deal with it? How are you going to approach those cookies? Maybe you're going to have three cookies, but only eat a fourth of each one and throw the rest away when no one's looking. Or maybe you're going to approach your in-laws differently. Really kind of have an action plan. And number three, 
is to practice it. This is key because the more you practice it, the more it's just going to flow and it's going to become very, very easy for you. So those are your three tips. Number one, envision it. What's it look like? Play it out. Just play that little recording in your head. Number two, what's your action plan for dealing with it? And number three, practice. You got to practice it so it's easy for you. And you know, you know, when you see those cookies that are just like screaming out at you, what you're going to do, and it will go much, much smoother. So anyway, if you like these three minutes to thrive, you can always find them on my Facebook page, which is at the at sign me Dory Verity. And that's where I post these. But be, without further ado, we are going to bring on my incredible guest. And there's so much to say about him, but I really don't have anything to say about him because he's amazing. And his name is Robert Clancy, and he is a number one bestselling author of multiple books. He is a gifted technology entrepreneur and inspirational speaker. And we're going to talk about this more. In 2012, Robert Clancy started Guide to the Soul, which is a Facebook fan page. And now you have like a ton of followers, like a bazillion followers on it without even really having to do anything. But not only that, he um, has released his latest book. Here, here we go. This is where I get it correct. Soul Ciphers, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness, which did become an overnight bestseller. Okay. And then just one more thing to add to this. There's so much more that I'm leaving out, but one more thing. Robert is a very gifted entrepreneur. He has had an incredibly successful business called Spiral Design Studios. We're going to be learning all about this, but also how it can apply to your life. So you want to be here with us. Welcome to the show, Robert. Well, thank you for having me. It's a total honor and pleasure. And I can't wait to just get into the love and uh, the gratitude that we have, especially this time of year. So it's an awesome. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. You know, during the holiday season, it's easy sometimes when we're so stressed out and so busy shopping and cooking and going to parties and and doing all this kind of stuff that sometimes we forget that gratitude and we forget that joy or maybe the opposite. Maybe we're not going to party. Maybe we didn't get invited. I'm a what's called a high eye and the disc. Have you heard of the disc assessment? Uh, no, I haven't. <laughs> it's a behavioral assessment. Okay. And so the high eyes are, we're the social people. We're the ones that, you know, we're kind of the ones who are always talking like right now, right now. <laughs> and um, when we don't get invited to parties, it hurts our feelings. So, you know, so it's, <laughs> the holidays can be a really, really tough time for so many people. So your timing on the show is perfect. But I want to give our audience some background because I know your background and it's just incredible, quite, quite amazing, really. So will you tell people your story of what happened when you were 19 years old? Yeah, that was, uh, and I'll, I'll do the short version of it because okay. it's quite a, quite a journey, but yeah, essentially I was at rock bottom at 19 and I, I lost several friends to suicide and, uh, others were killed in car accidents and horrific things as one with a train in a car. Another was uh, a friend of mine who was killed on, you know, a motorcycle and I was begging them not to ride the motorcycle that day. And so it happened on 4th of July. So 4th of July were just horrible, um, all these things. And then my girlfriend broke up with me, my, my family, my mother was sort of having a nervous breakdown at the time and just a lot of everything. And it was in a very short period of time. And I just stopped caring. I checked out. I didn't want to really have 
life anymore. I didn't really want to feel anything. And I started mixing prescription drugs and alcohol and just doing everything crazy, getting in cars with drunk people. And, you know, I just didn't really care. And uh, there was a waitress in the restaurant I worked at, pulled me aside one night and said, come here, I know what you're doing to yourself and you need to stop or you're going to end up killing yourself. She said, put your hand out. And I tried to deny everything. And then I broke down. She was like the first person that recognized how much of a struggle I was in. And she put this pamphlet on how to meditate. And I went home and she told me to do this, stay out of the bars tonight. And I, I did. And I, before I started the meditation, I said, I need proof if there's a God and I want to see something. And also I said, I need help. So if you're real, you bring it. And I started the meditation. And what happened was uh, about three hours in, I thought I saw a light and I opened my eyes and there was something shining on the wall. So I just kind of shrugged my shoulders, but it looked like a laser pointer and I couldn't break the beam. And in a long story short, uh, the only way I can describe it is an angel manifested in front of me. And I kept this a secret even from my family for the past 30 years. I, I just didn't want to be judged on, on any level. And I just, you know, I started with the Facebook guide of the soul because the words started coming into me and I, I, I said, I need to live my truth. So I, I, kind of came out and said, what happened to me? And yeah, I mean, how do you start a conversation? <laughs> you know, so yeah, I was struggling. This angel came, touched me in the forehead, changed my life. Uh, I get all these inspirational words. And uh, so that's me. Uh, how are you doing today? <laughs> <laughs> but that took you a long time to get to that point, didn't it? 30 years. Yeah. 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 And so, you know, Robert and I have talked before and I, and so I know a little bit more about the story but he's very gifted, very, very gifted. And that's why I wanted to bring him on because, you know, Robert, you talk about um, these words that just come to you about yeah. love and tell us a little bit more about how it did affect your life and how it helps you make an impact on others' li- other people's lives. Yeah, it's about perspective. You know, when I that first happened, I went to the bathroom, uh, looked at myself in the mirror right after the angel. And I said, you're going to have to live with knowing for the rest of your life. You're going to have to carry that. And your life's different. You're going to need to change your circle of friends tomorrow, today, right now. And I was smiling and I haven't stopped since because I know we're all held. And I thought, you know, I wanted to run out in the front yard and tell everyone, you know, that heaven's real, God's real, angels exist and the beauty. And I was plugged into heaven and I get all these things. And then I thought, no, they're going to put you in a straitjacket. <laughs> you gotta, you just have to live and you're going to have to live with this knowing. Uh, the words, like the rest of it opened up on December 1st, 2012. I woke up and it was like the floodgate of inspiration, you know, like an example is all hearts come in one size large, make sure yours is filled with love and compassion. And when it overflows with love and compassion, it will accidentally spill over onto others. Love has no walls. Thus it cannot be conquered. Love has no boundaries. Thus it is always open and love has no limits. Thus it has no end. Reach with one hand and you may touch someone reach with both and you may touch two. But when you reach with your heart, you'll touch the entire world. And I feel each of these words, all of the information and the love that comes behind it, every act of kindness matters. The simplest smile can can change everything, including you. 
it can change everything in, in that. And it comes down to perspective and seeing life on a new level and having those kinds of eyes. And I, I really just wanted to wrap my heart around everyone and, and let them share in that kind of love. And, you know, I just, I sat back and I watched humanity. I watched life for the last 30 years with that knowledge and just taking in the simplest, smallest moments of even a child smiling or a couple holding hands or anything. It's just that sharing and beauty of life and living it. And yeah, the ups and downs and there's beauty in both. And I, I've been able to see it. And I think, you know, obviously you have, you have big gifts, but for anyone making note of things like you talked about, a child's smile, people holding hands, people experiencing joy, people opening a door for some simple things, but just taking that moment to be aware of it and to acknowledge it and to feel that positivity makes all of us happier. Yeah. And it, you know, if you don't take those in, it's like running through a museum with your eyes closed. Mm. As simple as that, you miss all of the little subtle pieces, you know, think if you ran through a museum, you wouldn't see all the artwork and, and take in the emotion of each painting and sculpture that you see. That's life. And we're not humans with souls. You know, we're souls surrounded in humanity. And that's how I viewed it. Because, you know, growing up, you're, you're told, okay, you're a person and you have a soul inside you. And you're like, wow, I do. That's great. But we're really souls first. We're in human form. And when you realize that your soul is just made from pure light and love, that you can embody that in your human form too. Oh, I love that. I love that. Oh, so at, at the end of the show, just so you all know, I'm going to be sharing how to find Robert's um, Facebook, the, the, the correct Facebook page for him, because he has these incredible sayings. And if you look at it just once a day, just even one of them per day is going to shift your mindset and give you a more positive, light-filled day because they're just magic. Magic. Well, I do have a disclaimer. If you read too many all at once, you're going to overdose on love and I'm not responsible for what you do out there. I'm just saying. Oh, oh, okay. All right. Well, that's good to know. Okay. So tell us, can you tell us like a story of a time when you were... You know, you talk about how you've impacted so many people's lives and, and I know some of the stories and I, and I know some of these people, but can you share a story where that did happen, where you were doing whatever you're doing and you, you changed, you shifted someone's life? Yeah. Or they shifted mine. That's, mm -hmm. that's the key. It's really, it's a, it's a give and take. And I call them soul hitches when you, you're riding on that, that energy when you meet someone and uh, yeah, growing up, we had this family in, in our neighborhood and uh, very close knit neighborhood. It was a multicultural too. It was, it was, it was like a melting pot, beautiful place where I grew up. And uh, it was on a wedding rehearsal when a drunk driver had hit their car and killed the mom. And my mother was a hairstylist and had done her hair earlier that day. And then the news through, spread through the whole neighborhood, like the whole family's in the hospital there were two cars. Uh, one car was not affected, but the other car and, you know, trying to get details. Well, two of the daughters were burned severely and the dad and the mother was killed instantly. And um, the one, you know, she, she came back several months later, one of the daughters, and it was a good, you know, she was almost my brother's age and 
remember standing in the driveway. And my brother came out. My brother's bigger than me. He's a big guy. And he was like her protector. And he said, I've been thinking about this guy. I, I want to take him out. I'm just so angry. And she said, you know, he's like, what have you been thinking about? And she said, I've been thinking about him too. He said, good. Let's, you know, let's do something about this. And she said, no, I just want to give him a hug. Because mm. it's about forgiveness. I learned that lesson at age 10. And a couple of months later, the other daughter came home. She was burned with fifth degree burns from her shoulders up. She could have been a model. She was a walking skeleton at this point. Mm. She wouldn't come out of the house and the whole neighborhood got together and all the kids and that they were an engineering family that had this huge kite and we always wanted to fly it. And it was a windy day. We said, if we put this kite in the air, Sheila will come out of the house. She will be there. And we put the kite up and this thing was way up. I mean, it, it had a, a spool like a, with a hand crank on it in order to, there was so much string and it broke and the kite went into the, the woods and um, all the neighborhood ran, ran in after it to try to retrieve this thing. I stayed back to wind the string back up onto the spool. It was like a winch and you had to turn a handle. And I looked over my shoulder and there were two feet standing next to me. Oh, she came out. Yes. And I couldn't look at her. And she knelt down and said, it's okay to look. And then she made a joke about how her nose doesn't fall off anymore. And I raised my chin and that's when I saw what true beauty is. Wow. And yeah, those are those changing moments in your life that I was able to see with my heart, not my eyes. Yeah, that's, that's profound. And I think, you know, so many of us do have those stories as long as we're aware of it and we're paying yeah. attention. I think that's, that's a great, a great thing to just kind of be aware of and to bring up. So I, I love that. Okay, so we're going to go into a quick, quick break, and you guys get to hear Success Secrets with Swami. I'm very excited about this new series that we're running, and when we come back, we're going to be learning more about Robert and his book, Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness, and also about him being an entrepreneur and some of those things that he can share with us to impact your life. So make sure you stay with us. So it is now time for Simple Success Tips with Swami, the intuition guru. And today, Swami, we are going to talk about how intuition helps you thrive in life. So tell us about that. Sure, Midoriya. Some people wonder what the word intuition is, or they say, well, I don't have intuition. Two things I want to share. First, we all have intuition. And what's the value of intuition? For a person who wants to thrive in life, that you're already using your intuition, you're hearing it because life wants to thrive. We want to grow. We plant a seed in the ground. The flower doesn't say, well, I wonder what to do. It grows. It blossoms. It doesn't say, well, maybe I'll become a, a pig or something. It says, no, I'm going to blossom into a flower. And we have that same innate intuition in us. And that is to thrive, to celebrate life. That's okay. the value of using our intuition. All right. That is awesome. Thank you so much, Swami. Until next week. Joy, joy, joy. People have been so excited about developing their intuition to create more of a thriving life that Swami and I heard you, and we are in the process of developing 
super cool program a weekend away where we are going to show you so many incredible things to help you really dive into that thriving life. So if you're interested in that, send me an email. Just shoot me an email, midori at midoriverity.com. And I will send you some information about what we have going on. Also, if there's something that you would like for us to include, let us know. We are open and would love to hear it. Simply just shoot me an email, midori at midoriverity.com. Welcome back, everyone. We are here with Robert Clancy, the amazing gifted author and crazy ass entrepreneur who is uber successful. And we are going to be talking about his book, if I can get the title right. So, you know what, Robert, why don't you tell us the title of the book? <laughs> it's Soul Cipher's Decoding a Life of Hope and Happiness. And it's sort of combining my technical side with my spiritual side. It's, uh, I have this with psychology and reprogramming yourself for happiness and how to achieve that. You know, life is not an easy path. And it can be difficult at times. And if you have the right tools, the right things, the right mindsets, uh, it can definitely make things a little smoother in that journey. Okay. So are there some, some tips or some decoding tools that you can share with us? Yeah, I have the three R's. So these ones will be easy for you to remember. They're reflect, release, and renew. And it's great to do, especially at the beginning of the year. Um, I like to reflect back not only on everything and, and if, when you're having your family dinner, just Thanksgiving or any time that you're together, you can reflect on things and share a positive thought for each person sitting at the table and, and go around for part of your dinner conversation. Or sometimes I'll slip little pieces of paper under their plates and <laughs> do things. And when we were on a cruise, for instance, we, we reflected on all the things that we were thankful for. And each night there's a, there's a dinner on the cruise. So we would sit in different seats in different places and have different topics and, you know, share things uh, going around. And, and the reflection is what you see in the mirror is a simple reflection of what surrounds you. But what you see in your heart is a reflection of everything you are and everything you were meant to be. And you need to look within, reflect on that to see who you truly are and then believe what's there because that's your light. The next R is release. You need to be empowered to release what no longer serves you. Um, your heart has all the permission it will ever need to let go of things that are not bringing you forward. And sometimes those are people, sometimes that's your baggage. You know, I feel that you can always travel lighter when you leave your baggage at home. <laughs> and in fact, you don't need even to store it at home. You can let go of it. And, and, and declutter. And the last part is renewal. And I love this because every renewal creates a chance for new abundance. Everything, you know, grows in this world and never be afraid to grow in a new direction. And that's what renewal is. You know, we have the seasons. It's part of life. When you go through and you'll see fall and leaves go and everything goes dormant. And then in the spring, you'll see the little plants start coming up again. We need to live that way too. It's the way the earth is created. So change is good. It's not a bad thing. And it creates opportunities. And that's when you 
it's your chance to, to seize them. And that's when you can find new places to go new things. And anytime, you know, you may lose your job. It creates an opportunity. It's not a loss. Don't come from a place of lack, come from a place of abundance. Now you have the world open to you. So look at those things. I've gone through, you know, some serious loss recently of people. My best friend passed away in January. My 19 year old niece passed away at her second semester in college. Both of my parents, my best friend's sister committed suicide. His grandmother committed suicide. His aunt committed suicide. And then his dad passed away. And this is all in a very short amount of time. But I can still reflect on the joy that knowing where they are, knowing where they're going and that we're all held and that we don't end when that ends. I've been able to live with that for the last 30 years, definitively knowing and carrying that. So yes, grow in a new direction. So reflect, release, renew. Those are my, my three R's. <laughs> my grow tip. in a new direction. I love that. Okay. So I want to, I want to dive into these a little bit more. I want to do a kind of a, a deeper dive. Sure. So on reflecting, I love that because especially with Thanksgiving coming up and Christmas, I mean, this is going to be a record, it's going to be live, but it's going to be a recording too. And so depending on when it is, but your kids, their kids embrace this kind of activity, no matter what age they are. So teaching them these tools, you know, yes. the reflect it's a great thing. It's a gift to give them to carry on. So I love that. But release, let's talk a little bit more about releasing. Do you have some specific things that we can do to help us release those things that are no longer serving us? Well, the first is to bring them to your conscious. A lot of times you don't even know they're there. And some are difficult decisions. It may be, you know, what you surround yourself with, you become. So surround yourself with those who support and love you. And if there's somebody that's just dragging you down, you may need to take a break from that and change your circles. And I look at, especially in martial arts, I'm a fifth degree black belt martial artist and we use small circle jujitsu and circular things. The body's linear, but when you incorporate a circle, it all flows like everything you can move through dangerous areas when you, when you move through the circles. So I look at that, that you can pass through and, and circle around something. You don't have to go through it. That's the key to life. It's, that's the key to everything. And, and this release is releasing from your heart because you're creating more room to bring in things that do serve you. So, you know, there's, there's no easy road to do it, um, but you do need to evaluate. And the first step is bringing it to your mind. The awareness. So being aware of those cookies that are around, that are calling to me, that don't serve my hips. Being aware Correct. of those. <laughs> right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but I but I do like that. I think um, you know, so many of us get stuck. And so from you know, one thing that has worked for myself, and I do teach this with my with my clients, is to meditate. And you talked about that in the very beginning. But meditation is a way to clear your brain and to get just a pause for a second. It's amazing. It's, it should really be prescribed, I think, by doctors, how to meditate and how to practice this because the impact that it can have on your life and on your being and your happiness and on your choices and on the way that you react to things is 
immense. It's amazing. And so, the, the thing that I love to do is to smile, especially when I'm alone, because it changes the chemistry in your mind. It's something mm-hmm. that, you know, is right there. And it's a tool that we carry with us every day. Have and, you ever been like in a really bad mood? Whatever happens. So someone cut yeah. you off and then they flipped you off and yes. then took your parking spot. Okay, this I try is, to bring it to my conscious happens. and I smile and it goes away. Trust me, it works. It's, it's right. almost like you're faking it for a minute, right? You're faking yeah. it. But when you smile, and I was at Costco when this happened, <laughs> so I had a lot of people around me. And, but people reflect that back on you. If you're smiling, they can't look at you and frown. Or if they do, it's kind of like, oh, right. hopefully they gain some joy from that. But it's true. It's like it's you fake it for a minute, but then it starts to become. It becomes your reality, what you yeah. create. That's what we do here in this plane, in this world. We create the reality that's ours. And it's right. in our hands. And I talked to, um, I was actually mentoring a, a youth prior to, um, coming on the show today and, you know, he'd been arrested. It's, uh, you know, it's court ordered that he meets with somebody and he got me and my wife. So I talked to him about, you know, there's a song within each of us. And sometimes it feels like we're playing that song with broken keys or an out of tune piano, but you have to understand that there are people that can hear that music and believe in the music that you hear within yourself because that's how you can rise above and make that beautiful music. That's your life. And I show them my hands all the time. And I say, this is what I have control of. What do you have control of? And he showed me his hands. And I said, yes, your life is in your hands. That's, that's powerful. You know, it's, it's your choice. And to realize that, that it's not just bad things happening to you that often we have more control than, than we're aware of, and especially for kids who come from troubled homes or right. from troubled lives, that they actually can have that power. That yeah. is a huge <laughs> gift to give to them. So I love that. Okay, so the third, the third part, you talked about renewing. And this is, this is something that I had a client who came to me and he had lost his job. And for men often, and you know, Robert, you're a guy, um, for men, when you're not bringing in the dough or, you know, it's, 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 it's more of a psychological thing. I feel like, I feel like it's a, it's a slap, um, to your manhood or they, I'm sorry, I should say, phrase it like this, that that's the way that many men perceive it, that it's, that it's, you know, if you don't have that money coming in for whatever reason, it can really, you feel failure. Uh huh. And it's and it affects couples immensely. But what you said, and I love this is that it's an opportunity to go in a new level. So this is where, you know, I'm a marriage coach. So this is where it becomes, these are, this is why you're married. This is why you have that partnership. This is, this is where you can help each other and create that beautiful world by being aware of this, but then helping your partner dig out and find a new path. So let me, I'm just going to do a little coaching really quick because this is <laughs> really important. So when these kind of things happen, whether it's a job, whether it's someone passing away, whether it's um, some kind of detrimental thing or what you think is detrimental, help your partner see the positives. And this is when it's really important to come together as a couple and talk about, okay, so now this door is closed. What do we really want? Did you really even like that job? Did you like that career? Is this an opportunity that we should be aware of? 
What can we do? And start really kind of opening up your eyes and getting flipping excited because we have one life and we choose how it's going, where we're going to go. It may, we're going to get surprises. That's just life. Right. And, you know, so My wife and I, yeah, they, we have an excellent, um, key piece of that. And you touched on it. It's, it's a partnership. And besides saying, I love you, the, the other phrase that is probably the second greatest phrase that I can say to her is I have your back. Mm. Got your and back. Showing it. And, and showing it and demonstrating it. But the yeah. other is, we also need an ear to listen to. And sometimes I'll say, I, I just need to vent where, you know, I just, I'm going to just get some stuff out and I just need you to nod your head and smile. And then it's going to be gone. And I'll ask her, you know, she'll come at me with a barrage of stuff. And I say, venting? She says, yep. So it took us a while to figure that one out, <laughs> but it's a great tool because you need to, that release. And that's yeah. that second R. And then you can renew because you've released it. <laughs> There you go. There you go. And here's the other little thing. And I always bring in things from my own relationship because my own relationship is, is super not perfect. It's always a work in progress and I'm blatantly honest about it. But you know, when, when you are venting, like you mentioned, it is sometimes human nature for the other person to want to fix it. So it's important to be aware of when someone is just venting and they just want to get it all out and you don't always have to fix it. Sometimes right. just saying it out loud fixes a lot of it and helps repair it. So exactly. just put that in your pocket because it's important. <laughs> it's important. Bingo. You, you nailed it right there. Cause uh, yeah, I'll ask her, I'll say, is there something you need me to do other than just my two ears? And she said, no. So I'm like, okay, that's not one of those ones I'm going to fix. It's just, it's fixing itself. Yeah. Okay. Did you hear what he said? Do you, you can ask, you can ask, do you, is there something you need me to do? And if they say no, then don't, that's it. You're just listening. That's your job at that moment. So I think that's an important thing for us to remember because so many of us, we love our loved ones, obviously, and we want to fix it, but sometimes that's not what's needed. It's just to listen. And that's way more helpful and way less frustrating than the person who's always trying to fix it. Right. My husband, my husband, who I love, but he is a micromanager. He's a total micromanager. And so he wants to fix every little thing. And sometimes I just want to like take my shoe and just chuck it at his head because I don't want it fixed or he it's not what I'm looking for at that moment. So just remember those moments. So anyway, I want to talk just really briefly about your business because what I find so interesting about it is that you told me, this is the craziest thing I've ever heard in my life, you told me you can code and the letters or the numbers or whatever is in code just comes to you. What is that true? Yes. Um, I have like a digital or virtual whiteboard and I just visualize the code and I just type it in. I write apps and uh, I got a hundred on a logic exam in, in um, college and I was the only one to actually get a hundred average in the course. Uh, which that's how logical I am. And then I had the divine experience with the angel. So think of this science person who's taking, you know, nothing literally, it all has to be proved and then have this paranormal experience and then put those together. So you have me, I'm Spock. (laughs) (laughs) This is the real true life Spock. I love it. (laughs) Yeah. And so your business, you've had it for 28 years. Is that right? Yes. 
Yeah. And, and, and it's a partnership. We both work together. So my, my wife and I are the managing partners of the company. So we've had to work together on many different levels in many different ways in, in that. And yes, there's, there are some bumpy moments and things like that, that we need to get through and understand. And, um, it's being there and asking, and I I've had to put into my conscious, you know, that, you know, she might come in and, and I hear the car pull in, I'll come out and open the door and say, is there something I can help you with? Oh. Or those things. And then when I travel, I might sneak a note and, and hide it on her pillow, uh, a little post-it note, and she'll find it hours later. And I'm just smiling because, you know, she already went off to work. I'm heading to the airport and I know she's going to find it. And when she gets home, it might be the next day that I hear about the note, but I just leave little things or just stuff like that. The little, the little moments and those little things make a huge difference. Huge difference. Showing that you're thinking ahead. Also, just kind of a, just a little side note, putting your bra in their bag with perfume on it is also a fun thing to do. So just, just girl's perspective. <laughs> anyway. um, okay. So without further ado, we are going to go into our game. Do we have any game music here, Doug? Okay, so here is what we're playing. This is my favorite game. Have you ever seen this catchphrase? Uh, I, I've heard of it, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> this is my favorite game you play with the family. So I have yet, you're, you're my first, you're my guinea pig of playing All it right. on the show. So we're going to see how this goes. Um, and I haven't played this in, in a while, so we'll see how good my, my clues are. But here's how it goes. So I have a word that's going to pop up. I'll tell you what category it is. And you have to try to guess it. Okay. And since I'm the only one with the, with the thing, you're the only person who's guessing. <laughs> so perfect. the audience at home, I hope that you're playing along with this because this is such a fun game. I love it. Okay. So we're going to start. Shall we start with, how about everyday life? Everyday life sounds great. <laughs> okay. You ready? Yes. Okay. Here we go. Oh, I don't know that one. Um, okay, this is something, a spice that you can put on to your sandwiches, but it's spicy. It's not uh, mayonnaise. Mustard? It's a type of it. Gray, uh, help, uh, no, gray poupon is an example. Uh, oh. Gray uh, poupon, it's, 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 um, it's a spicier. Okay, we're going to skip that one. Yeah. <laughs> Come back to it. Okay, I, I don't so, have mustard. I, I was in the category. <laughs> you were in the category. So you get a half a point. All right. Okay. So, the, oh, it's going faster. Okay. So this is, if you get caught, oh, should I, well, okay. So if you put your hand into the cookie jar, shoot, I just gave all the words. Was, okay. So you meet someone, some people say, I have never met a person who I don't know um, because no one is a blank to me. Uh, friend, celebrity. Um... Uh, someone who's, who you, <laughs> <laughs> That was fail. Total stranger. <laughs> that was hard. Okay, so we're going to do it one more time. And I'm going to try to find an easier um, <laughs> an easier category. Okay, how about fun and games? Are you ready? Yes. Okay, here we go. Okay, so you're going to go out for a night with your wife. And you say it's, it's three words. You go out for a night where you go whoop it up, go have a nice dinner, but you call it, a, I'm going, we're going out for a night, blank, blank, blank. On the town. Yeah. Woo. Boom. See? Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, that's a hard one. Um, 
Oh, okay. So like we've heard about this in professional sports where the um, umpires or the, the, just, you know, the, the, not the coaches, but the other people, they will do this thing. So one team will win. It's it's three words again. Um, And so they're cheating. They're cheating. They're like calling, calling the wrong calls. On, in fact, if you watched the Warriors game a couple of weeks last week, you may have thought that this happened. I just know it's a crappy empire. But <laughs> throwing the game, throwing the game, throwing the game. All right. Yeah. Okay. Well, intentionally losing, that would be throwing the game. That's another one. Yes. <laughs> Apparently, I need to practice this before Thanksgiving tomorrow because I hate. <laughs> all right. Well, you got some. Fun well, here's now. my husband. We get in fights all the time when we're playing. Playing. We're so competitive. And so when we're playing games. Well, we have game nights Friday night with our family after Thanksgiving. So I'll, I'll bring this energy to that, to the, to the table. Yes. You're welcome. Yes. I'm helping you. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So Robert, I want to shift gears a little bit and ask you some, some kind of more impactful types of questions before we go. So if you had a magic wand, what would you want to change? What's one thing that you would change in the world? Wow. Um, I would just open everyone's eyes to that love that we all have inside. And I, I don't think you need a magic wand. You just need an open heart. Yeah, you can do it on your own. I like that. Okay. And if you could go back to your 20-year-old self, what advice would you give yourself? Uh, I, well, first I'd say, dude, that just happened because <laughs> I was walking with the angel at that point. That's right. I should have said you're, you're my 19, 20-year-old 19-year-old. self, I would say, be patient because you're going to be meeting the most beautiful woman in your life in four years. And she's going to be your partner for life and absolutely an amazing soul by your side. Oh, I love that. I love it. And I think that speaks on the hope that we talked about in the very beginning of the show and as part of your book is that when we feel like there's no hope, um, you know, things are just going bad. You know, you talked about a series of things that were negative in your life, in your life that was, that were happening that you really had no control of, but there's always that hope. You just got to keep well, that hope open. Is one of those, those words that there are no synonyms for it. It just is. And it only exists when you hold on to it. That's the beauty of hope. That's the beauty it of it. And will never leave your it. side unless you let go. Ooh, I like that. I'm writing, I'm writing these notes down. <laughs> never leaves your side unless you let go. Okay. So Robert, how can people get a hold of you? How can they find out more about you? I want you to tell us your Facebook page and then also how we can reach you. Sure. Uh, my Facebook page is uh, just facebook.com slash guide to the soul. Okay. My website is guide to the soul.com. So it makes it easy. And uh, it's everything except for Twitter is all guide to the soul. Twitter is the weird one. It's just guide to soul. I, the guide to the soul was taken. Oh, <laughs> okay. So that's good to know. And of course, this will all be on my website, meetoriverity.com. Go to where the show is, the Kickass Relationship Show, and you will see Robert right on the top and we'll have all of these links for you. So Robert, thank you so much for being with us and sharing your wisdom. You are just a, um, just such a delight to know. And you have this beautiful energy that, that you just radiate throughout the world. And I, I feel honored to know you. 
Well, I just love the the uh, humor, the laughter, the energy that you bring to it, and you're just a beautiful light in this world. And keep doing what you're doing because it it's uh, just like watching a flower bloom when you when you're uh, doing this, and I love it. Thank you, thank you, and make sure you tell your wife about the bra. The yes, bra. I will. <laughs> That's probably the best thing that you learned all day. I'm sure. Okay, so next week we have Miss Audrey Hope on our show, and she is an addiction therapist. She's been doing it for over 20 years in Malibu, and she works with many well-known celebrities from Vince Neil to Mark Jacobs, but also with those people who are just regular people like me and um, anyone who really needs some help. So I, you know, a lot of us have issues with our partners or with our children, which is heartbreaking. And she's going to be sharing some tips with us on how to navigate that and how to save our own selves as we go through that and deal with with those kind of situations better. So you definitely want to be here. If you know anyone who's going through that, please, please, please be here. Please share it um, because it's going to be an important episode for, for everyone. So until next time, I hope you have a fabulous holiday. And as always, we end the show with a little gratitude attitude. Robert has talked about it. And so I want you guys just to remember to go share at least one thing that you are grateful for every single day with those that you love, but especially with those that maybe you don't love because that can shift and it will make you happier. It will make them happier and it will make this world into a better place. All right, you guys, until next time. Have a wonderful, loving, fabulous, hope-filled, happy holiday. Bye, you guys. Thanks for listening to the Kick-Ass Relationship Show with Midori Verity. We hope you've enjoyed the show and want to share the love by passing on our web address, midoriverity.com forward slash show to your friends and colleagues. Be sure to check out our archive section on our website for previous shows. This has been a Midori Verity International Production. Join us next time on the Kick-Ass Relationship Show to add passion and fun to enjoy the most extraordinary relationship and life.